And now, live, it's time. Which team, by colors alone, is identifiable around the world? It's time for the JT The Brick Show. Which team, by slogan, commitment to excellence? On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Just win, baby. All those things are the Raiders. Here's your host, JT The Brick. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of the show brought to you by Wahoo's Fish Taco. Oh, man, I love it. Love the burritos. I love their protein bowls. I love all of those California Mexican cuisine menu items. I love bringing it back for my kids. I love Wahoo's, proud partner of our show. Uh, This hour we have Darren Waller, nominated for the NFL Man of the Year, Bill Romanowski in a few minutes. So I'm excited about that. A weather alert. We don't get much weather here. That's the one thing I tell everybody from around the world when they ask me about Vegas. I lived in San Diego. I lived in L.A. for 10 years. I lived in the Bay Area. This is my favorite weather because it's the most consistent. I like it hot. Other than the two months of the year, we bake like potatoes, and I try to get out of here. But we don't get much rain. We don't get much of anything. And today, it looks like it could get pretty nasty. Uh, My son is flying home in the next hour or two. His flight's been delayed two hours. He just finished his freshman first semester at Arizona State University. My son, Devil, he made it. I'm not picking him up because he didn't make it. He did well. He's coming home for Christmas break. And then my other son's coming home uh, next Tuesday or Wednesday after his finals at Oklahoma, where he's a junior and going to have a good time. Got a senior year next year that my wife and I are really excited about to get him off the books as an out-of-state college kid. But he's having a good time there. So we're excited about the Raider game on Sunday. I'll be live at M Resort Spa and Casino with Eric Allen, which should be a lot of fun. It's a great place to be. We've had a couple of early games this year, the Pittsburgh game, uh, the Giant game. When you look at these games that are early starts for the Raiders, Kansas City's not that far away for it to start in that window, but it does, and the Raiders are used to it. Uh, Earlier today I was over at the Raiders and I interviewed the head coach. And as I got ready in the men's locker room, uh, one of the executives for the Raiders said, JT, when did you start with us? I said, I started in 1998. And he said to me, he goes, do you think the 1999 win against Kansas City was the best one? I said, yeah. I, I think that was the most memorable that I remember on my clock. But I also remember when Derek was 0-10 and beat Kansas City, how great that was. And I told this gentleman today, I also go back to last year. Last year was wild because there were no fans, and Derek was able to win that game, and he threw for, I think, 347 and three touchdowns in that game. So I wanted to bring in, like I say, I bring in the best of the best, Bill Romanowski, one of the greatest defensive football players of all time, the four-time Super Bowl champ, and a guy who's played in so many big games. And Romo, good to talk to you. I want to begin, your big games were in the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game. How many times do you remember regular season must-win games in week 13 or 14 because you played on so many great teams that you had to have that speech at practice saying, hey, guys, next-level stuff, we got to win this game? You know, it seemed like every time we played the Chiefs, it was that kind of environment. And, you know, when I was at the Broncos, big-time rivalry. When I was at the... The Raiders, big-time rivalry because both teams were good, you know. When you have a team that's down and not very good, you're still going to get their best game. And 
that seemed to be the case when you play the Chiefs. Yeah, always get their best game, so you need to be ready to play. Yeah, Bill, this is that spot now for the Raiders. You've been kind enough to join us throughout the year, and there's so much going on off the field, and the Raiders have many great players, but you'd be the perfect type of guy to come back in the hot tub time machine this week because you were able to put away all the distractions, and you were fascinating in the locker room, and you wanted to get out on the practice field after a loss. What's it like after the Raiders lost to the Washington football team, dropped a game-ending interception right in the hands of Merrick, a young player who the Raiders really like going forward. What was your role after a loss like that to get the team up to just go practice hard again? You know what, JT, for me, you know, the field was my sanctuary. It's like, you know, you feel like on some level, you know, there was a death in the building when you lose to the Chiefs or you lose a big game that was so close. But you got to be able to dig deep. And when you get out on the practice field, when you show up or when you show up to look at the film on Monday, it's like, man, this wasn't good enough. We're better than that product we put on the field yesterday. And guess what? We get a chance to redeem ourselves next week. And it just happens to be the Kansas City Chiefs. So we better be ready because this team has, you know, the Chiefs potentially have the chance to go to the Super Bowl, and we're going to kick their ass. Bill Romanowski is our guest, one of the all-time great legends of the NFL. All right, Bill, I've asked you this in the past. I'm asking it again for our new listeners and those who haven't heard you preview this one. When you're playing Kelsey and you're a linebacker, these li- Perryman's having a great year as a tackler. But the, guys like Littleton, these guys have proven that they cannot cover tight ends at the linebacker position. So I go back to your career. When you were playing a great tight end and your coach said, put your hands on him, Bill, slow him down. We got guys behind you that can cover him and we can bracket him. How come Kelsey roams around like a deer in the forest? No one puts their hands on him. No one knocks him on his ass. This guy has his greatest games. He's going to have a gold jacket in Canton, Ohio, because of what he's done against the Raiders. How can the Raiders get physical with Travis Kelsey? You know, to me, you know, whenever I played against the great tight ends and, you know, a guy that was in Kansas City, you know, well before Kelsey, you know, was Tony Gonzalez. And what I did to Tony Gonzalez is I mauled him at the line of scrimmage. And I wouldn't let him off, off the line of scrimmage. And what I would also do the first play of the game I would grab him by the throat and squeeze as hard as I possibly could, and I would let him know this is going to be a 60-minute battle. Are you ready? Are you ready for it? Because I'm going to take your ass down. Romo, i got to follow up on that. Penalties. The Raiders are always penalized if you're a Denver of the Raiders. So you were willing to take the chance early on Gonzalez to let him know that you were going to be ferocious. Even if the refs were looking at you, it was worth you sending a message early in the game. Absolutely. I, I set the tone the first play of the game 
you know, and I did that because I was going to let him know that there's no chance he was going to get the best of me. And I, I used to tell him, I used to say stuff like, hey, if you can catch a ball against me, I'll retire. You hear me? I will, I will hang it up. Uh, my cleats will be in my locker, and I'm hanging up my helmet. I'll never play again because you will not catch a ball against me. You hear me? So, Romo, That's how did you? Stuff I used to do. Bill Romanowski joins us. So, Romo, how did you get better as a linebacker in space in pass coverage? I mean, take me back to your early career. Who mentored you? Who taught you? You were a guy who liked to play behind the line of scrimmage, attack, attack. How did you evolve into being a linebacker that could cover in space a tight end? You know, I tell you the truth, JT, what was, you know, my entry into the NFL my first defensive coordinator was George Seifert. And if you were supposed to drop 12 yards deep and you dropped 11, I mean, he would climb up your you-know-what and let you know that was not good enough. It's all about the attention to detail. If you have a quarterback that likes to stare down the tight end, and you're not on, you don't have your eyes on the quarterback to know where he's going to throw the ball, he was up in your ass. It's just the attention to detail. You have to know who you're going up against. And that's something that, you know, that was my introduction to defense and attention to detail was George Seifert. And it never left me the rest of my time in the NFL. So, Romo, finally here as we take a look at Kansas City, the Raiders at times drop back to the chains, and you know, guys dump underneath. That Mahomes game, you know, Mahomes has had such an up-and-down season. He had a great game against the Raiders, and all of these other wins, he's had zero touchdowns and interceptions. He's definitely not playing at the ability that he can play to, and that's good news for the Raiders, but then again, he always plays great against the Raiders and has a big game against them. So last one on Mahomes, because I asked this to the head coach today, Rich Passaccia. We're going to play it tomorrow. Do you play two safeties deep in center field and say, you're too good. We can't afford you getting over the top on us, and Mahomes could dink and dunk underneath and run, or do you just press him at the line of scrimmage, get your hands on him, and send some extra blitzes? How do you see it? You know, I, I think – you know, what you got to do is you got to double, you know, Tyreek and make the, make the other players beat you. Make them beat you running the football and make Kelsey beat you. And I remember back in the Dallas heyday, you know, when they had Jay Novacek, Michael Irving, we would go in. I remember going into a game where we doubled Jay Novatek and we doubled Michael Irving and we said, Cowboys, we're going to take away your two best players. See if you can beat us running the ball or with someone else. And they couldn't do it. We ended up winning that game. And that was the strategy that I, I think that's a strategy that would work. But we're really not a man-to-man football team. We're a zone football team. So – to me, you got to be able to get to the quarterback with four. And if they can get to Mahomes, 
he's not the same player he was the last couple of years. And I really do believe, JT, it has a lot to do with the foot because I don't think I don't think that that toe of his that he had operated mm-hmm. on. I just I just think it has affected the way he plays the game. And you know, you know, this is a game of inches. And if you have an injury that has affected your whole chain all the way up, I think it's still affecting him, and he's not the same guy. Romo, what's going on with Nutrition 53? I know you got deals for the holidays. I'm imploring all of our listeners to go to the website, get healthy, have a healthier lifestyle, mix in these drinks, get healthier, think about it heading into the new year. Tell everybody how they can find all your products. You know what, JT? Lean One is our flagship product. It's a fat-burning meal replacement, and that's what we're about at Nutrition 53. It's helping people be healthier, and how do you do that? You burn fat, and you do that with Lean One. So not only are you going to burn fat, but you're going to get 27 vitamins and minerals and 17 fruit and vegetable extracts. This is the product that will help you through the holidays, through Christmas, you know, not gain weight, lose weight, and then start your New Year's resolution and lose even more weight come January 1st. And you can go to nutrition53.com to look at all our great products. Best to Julie. Have a great holiday, Romo. Can't wait to see you. We need you on the radio. The fans need your energy and your passion. Thanks for doing this. Happy holidays. You got it. Take care, JT. You got it. Bill Romanowski. I just love the guy. Do you believe what he said about Tony Gonzalez? Putting his hands on his throat and strangling him on the first play of the game and talking to him and what he said? Oh, my God. How crazy is that? Oh, man. Now, I would not recommend anybody doing that to Travis Kelsey. I am not saying that the Raiders need to do it. But the way that Romo intimidated people and what he knew about down and distance and how to physically guard a tight end, it's been missing from the Raiders. I think they got players that can play physical and do great things, but not at the level of Bill Romanowski yet. And Micah Parsons would have been that guy. If you recall, uh, the week leading up to the NFL draft, I said, I I wish the Raiders would trade up. The Raiders got Leatherwood. Micah Parsons went to Dallas, and I was on radio all week saying, that's the Raider. I hope they get Micah Parsons. Will he fall to the Raiders? I knew he wasn't going to get to 17, but I thought that the Raiders could trade up and get him. And if the Raiders would have got Micah Parsons, wow. To have that guy as a linebacker playing at that level would have been fun to see. I hope these linebackers play great against Kansas City because you can't beat Mahomes unless you play great. So the Raiders are running a little bit late with practice. We're supposed to get Darren Waller. They're also signing their specialist. Congratulations to Daniel Carlson and A.J. Cole that got contract extensions. I think that's fantastic. I'm really excited about that. So we're waiting on Darren Waller. Darren's always good. He'll make sure he makes an appearance here, so we'll try to get him on here. We'll open up your phone calls at 702-365-9200. Passionate Raider, thanks for waiting through those interviews. Go ahead. Man, JT, that's that's a blessing to wait through those interviews, man. You know, back in the day, I didn't really listen, didn't know much about talk radio, yada, yada, yada. Past couple months, you know, I've been really listening hard, man, and 
as rough as you may be, man, you're at the top of the game, man. You got the best game plan. You got the best interviews. I mean, just just listen to Bill Romanowski. You know, that's the last time I told. That's the last time the Raiders were irrelevant when he was on the field, man. And just the juice and the vibe that he gave the nation back then. Wish we could have that today, but he might be a little too old school to be a coach today. He might not help us out. He might hurt us a little bit because the way he likes to get it. But love that heart, man. And Waller coming up next. That's great, JT. But, man, this week in Kansas City, man, oh, my God, JT. This, it, it, I mean, you know, I get lost for words sometimes when I get because I just think, like, what do we got to do to get D.C. to play D.C. football, you know? And, and I was thinking uh, yesterday, even before Lincoln and them come on, I'm at work thinking, like, what if Derek just didn't start the game for the first quarter and he had to watch? I mean, would that humble him enough? Would it, would that put a would that light that fire underneath him to like see someone else out there driving, controlling his machine that's his? Because we just need everybody knows that he's the better quarterback. You know what I know, but like you guys all say, if Derek throws for three hundred yards, we win. That offense is designed to throw for three hundred yards, and if Derek did hit those three, if he hit four of those passes on Sunday to those open receivers. Derek's over 300 yards and we win that game. So the ball has to be in Derek's court. Derek has the most time in the pocket than any quarterback in the NFL this year. It's a proven fact. Look it up. He has the most pass. There's no, he had no reason to rush those passes. So you know this. I know this. What can we really do to light that fire? And that's what came across my heart. And I said it on Q's show yesterday. Then it started going. But it's, it's not that we know Mariota. We know that Derek Carr has everything to do it, but it's what is it going to take to keep him consistent? And then when you had Rich Gannon on the show yesterday, dude, I mean, Rich even has faith in Derek. So, I mean, we, we know it, but what is it going to take to get him focused? And, and, and what, I just don't know. So, man, that was my suggestion. Maybe he sits a quarter, watches, and then comes back in with some passion. And, but we cannot go to Kansas City. And lay an egg, JT, because I feel yeah. bad for the radio because this is going to be hard, brother. But, hey, yeah, man, great. So I'm really excited here, Darren Waller, man. I'm yep. six-year recovering alcoholic right now, too. So it's a struggle. But you know what? God is good. And thanks for the show, man. Have a great day. Yeah, appreciate it. And keep your sobriety going. Good to hear that for six years. Congratulations on that. You know, I said this again. Ever since I've been with this team, I've never seen a you – know, there's been some years where they were out of it late in the season and you didn't see the greatest of greatest of efforts. But that's few and far between. If I ever have to come on the radio in Vegas and say that this team didn't play hard or this team mailed it in, that has not happened. They played their ass off last year and just missed the playoffs. They were a 500 team that should have won 10 games, and I don't want to have to go down that road again that this team's – you can't be 500 anymore because you're playing 17 games. But this team should have won 10 games this year, and it's not looking like they're going to do it now. Unless they get unless they get on a roll, and I think they can get on a roll now. I think they can win. You know, winning out is not what I get paid to do. I just think they can get hot and get going. It's a pleasure to welcome Darren Waller to the show, nominated for NFL Man of the Year representing the Raiders. Darren, great to talk to you again, and congratulations on this nomination. And what does this mean to you and your family going forward? What's up, JT? Appreciate you having me, but... Um... It's really an honor to be recognized in that fashion. Uh, it just makes me reflect on my journey and realize that, you know, just through everything that I've been through, that I still 
you know, have something to contribute in a positive way to this world. And I just want people to be better from having been around me. So this is really an honor. Well, Darren, I'm sure you were aware of this award. I've been aware of it my entire career when the award came into the league. And there's been times I've been at the Super Bowl and I tell people in my section, here it comes. Here it comes. We know who wins it, but we get a chance to see that presentation. You'd be doing all this work with or without an award or this nomination. But tell me about the connection to Walter Payton and his philanthropy and what he meant to the league and why this fits the honor for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, Walter Payton is really the, the standard as far as, you know, running back on the field. But then as far as matching, you know, your effort on the field with off the field, you know, that's why the award is named after him. So just to be somebody that strives to have that balance that he had of, you know, excellence in everything that you do. So trying to not just put effort into one area and have one just kind of be, I do when I can, like serving people is just as important as running the rock or doing whatever I do. Like these things, everything that I do is important. So it's an honor to be able to reflect that in the things that I do on a day to day. Darren Wallace, our guest, the Pro Bowl tight end for the Silver and Black. So, Darren, how is it juggling? Again, uh, we'll talk down the road about this rehab and getting through this injury and how you're doing down the road, but how do you manage your time with what you want to do with your foundation and the tight-knit circle that you have in the organization and what I know outside the organization? Who helps you plan a day and what you can do off the field? Um, Yeah, I mean, it starts with uh, my morning routine, just being able to – put my schedule out, you know, hour by hour, sometimes minute by minute. So I know those times where anytime I have a pocket of a few minutes of, you know, brainstorming something or looking further down the road and having a vision for something, I can use that time wisely because it's not a lot of time where I can just sit still and focus on things that aren't football or, you know, what I have to do on a day-to-day. So I have to be very wise and, you know, efficient with the time that I do have. And that starts with early morning, being able to have a good hour to myself uh, before everything starts with my day. How much has your sobriety changed you in regards to giving back and your philanthropic work going forward? Clearly, that got you to where you were with your sobriety. But has learning throughout that passage in life helped you with what you want to do and how you give back? Uh, Yeah, I mean, the essence of the program that I work in sobriety is being of service to other people, uh, using what you gained using what you've learned to impact other people and allow them to experience the same things that you've experienced. Um, so for me, that comes from sharing my story or, you know, donating to a cause that means something to me or going and showing up to that cause and, and donating, you know, my time, my, my presence. So, uh, but yeah, the essence of everything that I try to do today is to better myself and by bettering myself, I can, have that much more of an influence or an impact on other people. Darren Waller joins us as a captain with what happened this year, the tragedy with Henry Ruggs, the death of Tina Tintor, the resignation of your coach, John Gruden. Has that helped you become a better leader inside the walls and Henderson there on the road with the team on game day as you're learning like everybody else how to deal with adversity in a season? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's any better training in – adversity or resilience has been this year uh, losing the people that we've lost and uh, just the situations that we've been in you know it's been tough and it's having to go in there and lead without having all the answers going in there and leading and really just by saying like hey you know this is affecting me too but 
at the same time, we're, I'm going to go forward with the best presence of mind to the moment, to the day, the time that we have together, to the best of my ability. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely helped me improve as a leader, and especially in knowing that I don't have to be anybody else. I don't have to lead like anybody else. I can just lead in my own way, and then that's good enough. Uh, two quick football questions on the way out. What's changed, again, with the double team this year and the coverage you're seeing? A lot of fans call me, and they want you involved more. They want quicker starts in this game. Derek went to you heavy in the first game. And, you know, you've got to tip your cap to the defensive coordinators and the other team for what they're trying to do to scheme up against you. What was the big change in Week 14 this year compared to last year in regards to the coverage you're seeing? Um, yeah, I mean, as far as a change, I feel like this year there's a lot more guys that get the ball on our team. So as far mm-hmm. as that balance is concerned, that sometimes it's going to end up in me having less opportunities and sometimes times where there are holes and there are opportunities. Uh, Derek may get pressured or push off the spot or he may go to somebody else. So, I mean, defenses are you know, getting more creative with double teaming, passing me off to the other side of the field with somebody or, you know, having people in zones drop underneath me and on the sides of me. But uh, there have been plenty of times where I've been open. It's just sometimes, you know, things don't necessarily go your way. Other things happen that are out of your control. So um, that's just, it's just like that sometimes. All right, Darren, last question. Big one at Kansas City. Depending on your status, I just want a big-picture question. Everybody in this organization, outside in the fans, know this is a do-or-die game. Do you feel it? Does the organization feel it, the players? Because you've been down this road before. This is a big game that can get you right back into the playoff hunt here, right where you need to be. What is it going to take to win this game? Um, I feel like winning this game requires not trying to look forward to the future too far and what lies ahead and also not laying in the past of maybe some of our past few performances, but really just staying present to the moment and realizing that, you know, we have the talent to win any game. We have the talent to do whatever we want to do on the field. So we just have to go in there with that presence of mind because whenever we're just in the moment and able to play to the best of our ability without buying into any kind of distractions, uh, I feel like we have a great team and a lot to offer. So, uh, I know all the guys are looking forward to this thing on Sunday. Congratulations for the nomination, Darren. We're always pulling for you with everything you do on and off the field. Thanks for joining us, and have a great holiday. Thank you, JT. Appreciate you. Have a good holiday. You too. Darren Waller. Better to know that guy. Man, what an addition. What an addition to the Raider Nation. What an incredible legacy addition to Al Davis, Mark Davis, Carol Davis, and this organization. The, the true essence of a Raider and what he does as a player, how humble he is, his sobriety, what he is doing off the field and what he tries to do on the field. And uh, hopefully he's ready to go as he's working through this rehab here and we'll have more on what's happening with him coming up here later in the week. You know, just meeting Darren a few times because of COVID protocol. You know, normally we'd be in the locker room, we'd be talking, we'd be seeing him out at more events. I'd be introducing him at some events here and the world's changed. He hasn't. He's humble. He's doing things behind the scenes that I'm hearing about that are exceptional. And he is a cornerstone of this franchise. And we're really happy that we were able to get him on the flagship. Thanks to Will Kiss and the Raiders for making that happen. So we go from Bill Romanowski right into Darren Waller. I need a break badly. And then we'll get to you and hear what you have to say. You just heard from Romanowski and Darren Waller. Now the Raider Nation to the top of the hour, 702 365 
9200 your key to the game the one thing that the Raiders must do Romo kind of told us about Kelsey I'll give you my opinion next as we're brought to you by Grimaldi's the best pizza I ever had I have a $50 Grimaldi gift card to the best caller to the top of the hour Yeah, I, I, you know, again, great question. We saw the game the other night. Certainly in Buffalo, the wind is, is an issue, and, and uh, we're always keeping our eye on the weather. We, the thing about the kicking game um, in a windy stadium is it's the same for both teams. You know, people like to say, well, the home team has an advantage. They played in all the time. Well, the wind isn't the same all the time, right? So um, we, did, we had a little bit of breeze out there today. It was actually good for us, and during the course of the year, even though we know we're playing at home, we like to use the wind um, to do some of the things that we're going to do in the kicking game when we have the ability to use it. So um, it's going to be a factor. We'll just have to adjust and deal with it um, as I'm sure they are. Interesting soundbite by Rich Passaccia, JT. Back with you, brought to you by Resorts World. I love Resorts World. Remy Martin is a part of our deal inside Resorts World. Also love their new cigar bar. It's excellent. It's called Eight, which is fantastic. It is fantastic to just walk into Resorts World. And when I go in there, you see Doghouse Saloon, which is fantastic. Love what they have set up there for us. I'll be there for Monday Night Football, which will be pretty cool. That'll be my last appearance at Monday Night Football, but we'll be doing a lot more with Resorts World with all their restaurants and everything else that they have lined up there. Head on out to Resorts World and see the new Vegas this is brand new Las Vegas, and what you're seeing there, it's that good. So go check it out. Go to all their restaurants. There's Cigar Bar 8. I have a Remy Martin cocktail, and check out what they have there. It's blowing me away every time I go. So thanks again to Darren Waller, who just joined us. I asked him about this game. What do you got to do? Must-win game. They're not looking too far ahead. They're not. They're a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in a hostile environment, and they need a win. We could sit here all day, all night, and talk about what they have to do to win. Start fast. Don't turn it over. Get some turnovers. We say that for every opponent. We say that for every opponent. But I think what we have to see more of here is a little bit more of the playbook, a little bit more desperation, and to see some things that we haven't seen this year. All hands on deck. Whatever we haven't seen in the playbook, please break it out now. And what I've said, I talked about this with Rich Passaccia. One of the questions I asked for, of him today is I said, Coach, when you look at Kansas City, do you look at the last game you played in Vegas or do you look at the film from last year when you beat them? And he basically told me a little bit of, of both. But my point is you've got to find what works against this team. I think you want to throw against them. I don't think you want to give Kansas City a playoff. When the Raiders hand the ball off up the middle, they're giving Kansas City a break and a rest. Now, of course, if, if the Raiders want to run it on the outside and they want to get outside and, and get a 12-yard gain, I'm all for that. But if they're just going to throw a dive play into the middle of the pile, why? You're just giving Kansas City an easy stop on first or second down and you're putting that much more pressure on Derek to try to move the chains on second and long or third and long. I'm not saying you can't run the ball. You'd be stupid to have a radio show and say, hey, man, you just abandoned the run. You don't do that in the NFL. In the NFL, you got to find a way to throw, and you got to attack, and you got to attack when the other team doesn't expect it. And not, I think a lot of teams around the league now are scouting the Raiders saying, 
look, if we put two high safeties up top and we double-team Waller, they can't beat us. They're just not going to beat us. They don't have rugs anymore. But Deshaun Jackson beat him in Dallas and had a brilliant game. And I think Renfro can run deeper routes, right? Renfro can run a 30, 40-yard route and catch a ball. And where is Brian Edwards? Where is Brian Edwards? And then the other big thing that people have asked me about Derek Carr and how Mariota can get a starter at least uh, 10 to 12 plays a game. He scores a touchdown and gets a first down versus Dallas, which gave the Raiders a lot of hope, and then nothing in the Washington football game, including a two-point conversion. I mean, you had him there for the two-point conversion, and Derek missed the throw. And I am not critical of Derek in the throw. That just one that got away from him. That was a fastball that just got away. It was like a Garrett Cole three and two fastball that he threw to the backstop. It can happen. I'm not here to criticize a guy who playing professional sports and one gets away. But if you're not going to use Mariota there, when are you going to use Marcus Mariota? And remember this, and I know this to be accurate. John Gruden molded Derek in recent years to be careful with the ball, particularly early in games. And they didn't have the roster on offense or defense to overcome early mistakes. It's like a hitter in baseball, afraid to pull the trigger at the plate. He needs a hit-and-run call early in the game to force him to pull the trigger. And then once he breaks that mindset, the sky's the limit. So Derek was taught by John Gruden to protect the football and not throw the football, wait for the next play. I think with the 6-6 six and six season and the playoffs on the line, in a do-or-die game, that Derek's going to have to make some 50-50 throws. He's going to have to trust. He is going to have to trust his offensive line and his playmakers on the outside to make a play. 702-365-9200. Not a local Las Vegas fan on hold, so I'll go out to Mr. Black in Hawaii. Mr. Black, how was that rain? I had some guys in Maui that didn't get most of it, but the big island, Oahu, some of the other islands got hit pretty hard, huh? Uh, it was ridiculous, JT. Aloha to you. It just poured constantly, and uh, luckily the island uh, it does drain off pretty quick. Unlike you know areas in the mainland where you get that much rain and it takes forever for it to drain off. So it was pretty pretty wild. Good thing it only lasted a couple of days. They still talk Mariota in Hawaii throughout Hawaii, or they, they, I know there's a lot of Niner fans there. I, I don't. I don't knock fans for that, but it's a big Mariota vibe over there. Are fans wanting to see more of Mariota? Oh, of course. Yeah, I live in the same town as him, Kailua. And uh, he does, uh, I guess, on the off season, he does a lot of local commercials. And, you know, yeah, he's, we want to see him out there. You know, I think he's the best uh, second-string quarterback in the league. He is. Uh, what I was calling about is uh, listening to Romanowski that – just fantastic i love hearing everything that he says and i used to hang out at our uh, a little local uh, coffee shop which of course the pandemic shut them down unfortunately and we'd hang out there and uh, uh russ francis used to come and hang out and i get to talk to him uh, um, over a lot of different subjects and uh, i'd wear my raider stuff and he'd let me know man you know how much i hate the raiders i said yeah i know you do but Russ Francis, going back to what Romanowski said, he said that he told me how, I said, how would you get off the line playing some of these 
teams, especially the the Raiders and how physical they were. He said, kind of like what Romanowski said, I, when I came off the line, I would take both my fists and pound it right into the linebacker or whoever was covering them, right into there, right below their chest, you know, uh, above your stomach, what's at your sternum area. I would just pound them and, and hopefully give them a little pain, and then I could skirt off and, you know, catch the ball. So I think that uh, uh, with uh, Kelsey and uh, maybe the speedster too, uh, get up on the line. I don't understand why we play back. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, hold on. Has- I, don't like, I don't like getting up on the line on Tyreek Hill. I don't. Tyreek Hill, you can't guard him at the line. He'll, they put him in motion too much, and then he makes a head fake off the line. You can get your hands on him, but if he gets by Casey Hayward or Trayvon Mullen because he just beats him yeah, off the true. line, it's no man's land. So Kelsey, yeah, you got to hit gone. Kelsey but off the Kelsey, line. Tyreek Hill, give him five up. yards. If we could slow down Kelsey just a bit you know, and mess up their timing, I think that would help with our pass rush. All right, JT. Have Thank a good you, holiday, buddy. brother. I'm happy you guys are safe in Hawaii there. It's all the, the weather, the snow, the rain. Uh, my buddies were just out there the week before all that happened, and they just got out. You imagine going on a vacation in Hawaii. Hawaii, and I've been lucky to travel around the world to a lot of cool spots, and there's a lot more travel to come, I hope. But every time I go to Hawaii, especially Maui, it's one of the only places where I could turn everything off, decompress. The beauty, the relaxation there is so much better than any place I've ever been to. If you're going on a vacation there and you get bad weather, it sucks. Because it's the one reason you go there is beautiful, tranquil weather, being in the water, having a good time. And a lot of tourists over the last eight, yeah, six to eight days are getting a washout out there. It's tough. Reggie in North Las Vegas. How are you, Reggie? Man, I'm so good right now. I, I, this is the thing I, I trip out on. I know it, it sounds like the last stand, you know, with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. But as fans, we got to step back and appreciate other things so we don't get bogged down on the team. And that, that's just me. That's because I've been there where I had ulcers and had – problems because of my fanaticism, right? So I missed out on, on uh, Romanowski because I'm working, so I missed his call, but I already know he's about hard-nosed, brutalizing people if you can, and, get, and take what you want. And that's what I think the Raiders got to do, man. You have to just use every weapon you have. I don't care who it is. If it's not working over here, go to your your nine millimeter. That's not working. Get your dang switchblade out. If that ain't working, get your Uzi. Whatever it is, you have to work with all your weapons. But all in all, I really just want them to go and be physical. Go out there, be fast and physical at all costs. Because we, I don't care that it's Kansas City no more. I really don't. It don't matter what team it is. Look how we came out against the Bears and the Giants and all of them. Play all of them like it's the toughest team. That way you just dominate when you need to. And I just I don't want to say nothing about who's to blame. I just want them all to come out, do their job, and execute. Execute. That's all I want to say. And then I'm feeling so good because we have a big thing jumping off right now with my nonprofit. And we're bringing a guy in, Raider Robert from Fresno. We're bringing him in for the donkey game. 
and I'm hoping I get a chance to introduce them to you, JT, because I'll we'll do that. Way back listening to you, brother. Well, Reggie, stay on hold. We'll give you a $50 Grimaldi gift card. Grimaldi's best pizza I ever had. Bobby, get him set up so he can bring his friend over to Grimaldi's, have a Brooklyn Bridge pizza, whatever he wants, some salads, and have a good meal over there. Grimaldi's best pizza I ever had. Our latest $50 Grimaldi gift card winner. I've been storing them up. My son's getting home from college here, back to back, and they just live there and eat. It's Roberto's in the morning, Grimaldi's in the afternoon, period. And they're good, and they work out, and they feel good about it. They don't munch around the house. They wait for Roberto's in the morning for a breakfast burrito, and then they eat Grimaldi's in the afternoon. What am I going to do? Tell them no? That's what they love, and I love Grimaldi's. It's the best pizza I've ever had. I don't know if I knew the answer to that. I told him today, obviously, we like playing away. And, uh, you know, it's not really a good thing because we'd love to be able to defend our house and, and uh, make that a, a place people don't want to come play. And, but since we've been here, you know, we've had some favor on the road for whatever those reasons are. And maybe it's the routine of um, what Friday looks like. And then we come in on Saturday and we get on a plane and we're together and we're closer. And uh, I, I wish I could tell you and, and bottle it and, and make it happen at home as well. So, um, but I do hope that we, we can go on the road this week. And, and play well again, you know, whatever that routine may be. But it, it is certainly part of our conversations, and we deal with the players on that, about the hotel we're staying in, the beds we're sleeping in, and the routine that we have when we're on the, uh, at home compared to when we're on the road. So all those things, these are great questions. Just so you guys know, they're all constant conversations within ourselves as well. You know? Rich Passaccia, JT, back with you as we wrap it up. Hell of a show today. Thanks to Bobby who put it together. Darren Waller, Bill Romanowski. Oh, that was cool. Chris Matthews, fantastic to talk to him. And Mark Chinook, remember, go to Monday's Dark, Monday at Virgin Hotels in the old joint, which is the theater, 20 bucks a ticket, and you can go support it. Get out. Please get out. It's over the holidays. Find a way to get out for a few hours and support Mark and everything that he does here. So what do we got going tomorrow? Tomorrow's a quick show for an hour. Q lets me out so I can host the TV show over at the Raiders, the Silver and Black Show with Lincoln Kennedy. Excited about that. This is the biggest game of the year. Kansas City on the road is the most difficult task for the Las Vegas Raiders going forward. And it's been pretty difficult in Vegas, too. They should have beat them last year. They went the length of the field with a minute 43 to go. Raiders won in Kansas City last year at Arrowhead. Uh, That is not good going into this game because Kansas City knows about it. And they remember the Raiders doing the victory lap. And everybody's talking about it on radio in Kansas City. So there's no way to catch Kansas City sleeping in this game. And I don't think they took the Raiders lightly. Andy Reid, Super Bowl coach, he, doesn't, he didn't take the Raiders lightly last year. But this is a game that, you know, Kansas City knows they're coming. Limon in Henderson, good to hear from you. Happy holidays. JT, JT, happy holidays, brother. Listen, um, uh, first of all, I want to talk about Waller, man. That dude uh, here in uh, Henderson, he's been coming mm-hmm. to uh, different places, you know, especially with the kids, man, and, Hopefully he gets that word, man. I think he, yes. he, he, he's okay. He's okay. And um, for Sunday, all I expect is to have a um, car. Uh, I, I want him to play the way he played the first game of the season and the last game that he has played uh, mm-hmm. against Dallas Cowboys. 
And everything else, everybody's going to follow him. Like I say, you know, we need a leader, and hopefully he'll be the one, you know. And this is the time right here of the year when if he leads up and he plays the way he's supposed to play, everything is going to fall in place. Plus, I'm thinking if we go over there, we take this win. And the next four more games, I think we have a good, good chance to uh, for playoffs. Oh, the Ra- Lamone, if the Raiders win this game, they are completely oh. in it. I mean, yeah. they're in the best case scenario they could be in if they win this game. They pick up a game on Kansas City, they get a division win. Depending on what happens to the Chargers in Denver, the Raiders are golden if they win this game. It's just, yeah. I just wish yeah. the Raiders were playing Washington or Chicago this week or the Giants. And to be six and six and have to play a game like this, it's a tough spot for him, as you know. You know what? I want him to play Kansas City because you know what? They're the top dogs. Let's take mm-hmm. them down. Let's get this game, and then from there, if they plays, then we'll be in the playoffs. Thank you for everything, JT. Yeah, thank you. Happy holidays. Thank you for I see you. My, I see you Sunday over there at uh, at the Tyrant. You got it, my friend. Thanks a lot, uh, Raider Nation. We just put out here on Raider Nation Radio the injury report, and it is big. I mean, it is a big injury report. Abram full, Hankins full, so they're playing. Limited was Quentin Jefferson. He was limited. Kwiatkowski's gone for the year on IR. Markel Lee limited. Corey Littleton limited. Here's who didn't participate. Nassiv, Anwasor, Perryman. So Denzel Perryman hasn't participated Wednesday and Thursday. Wow. The guy who leads the league in tackles. Darren Waller did not participate. And Yannick Ngakwe shows up on the injury report, did not participate. And everybody looks pretty good for Kansas City. Kansas City's injury report looks really clean. Wow. All right. Who's ever suited up is going to have to play because there are guys that are not even participating. How many here on the report today? That would be five, including Nassib with the knee, who could be used for the pass rush. Perriman with the ankle, Waller knee and back, and Yannick Ngakwe uh, not listed. He was rested, but we'll see what happens with Yannick. He plays. He plays through a lot. Hell of a show, Bobby. Way to go. One of our better ones. Thanks to all the guests. If you missed any of it, you can find it, I believe, in podcast form on lbsportsnetwork.com. And you can check out some of the interviews we do. They put them up at Raiders.com, and they mix them into podcast form, which I'm very humble and thankful for that they do that and get it out to the Raider Nation. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night, everyone. Drive safe on the roads. A little bit crazy out there today.